raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. The Hammer and Nigel Show. Hello, my name is Nigel. That's Jason Hammer over there with a special guest on the hotline. One half of the Chicks on the Right program. She is the lovely, the talented Miss Mock. Happy New Year. And it feels like it's been a little while since we've had a conversation, you know, holidays and everything else. So let's start from the very beginning. How many times did you cry thinking about what happened on January 6th a few years ago? You know, I was able to hold it together until I saw Jonathan Capehart, and then I, he broke me. He broke me. Was that the, was that the CNN guy? Yes. Oh, my gosh. What a complete manlet. I mean, that guy. Did you see him? Yeah, and the thing that kills me is when these clowns, and we've heard Kamala Harris say this, you know, with her own words. They compare January 6th to Pearl Harbor to 9-11. It's so insulting. It's so stupid. But yet you go on social media and I've got some friends even that are talking about how I can't believe three years ago our democracy was almost overran <laughs> by a oh bunch of people God. who were paying attention to the velvet ropes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Stay within the ropes during your insurrection, right. please. <laughs> exactly. I mean, the thing is, you know, I think people have kind of gotten onto their into their own corners now on this. So there's the, the people who are like, this was a completely peaceful, lovely little get together at the Capitol. It's fine. And then there's the people who are like, this was a massive insurrection and, and assault on democracy. And then there's like the normal people, I think, who are in the middle who recognize that on that day there were a few really terrible, terrible people who acted like morons and they deserve prosecution. But but there were also hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people who were there just to be at a peaceful rally and who and who were let in to the Capitol by the police. So there are there is nuance to the day. And I don't I don't think it's healthy for anybody to get too far into one camp or the other without at least recognizing the truth of the day. But the thing that bothers me, again, there's a lot of things that bother me, but when you compare, let's say, the riots from the Summer of Love in 2020, all of the death, all of the destruction that took place compared to January 6th, I say this all the time, the real facts of the matter are that Alec Baldwin has still killed more people than anybody (laughs) that tried to storm into the Capitol that day. That's absolutely accurate, 100 percent. Chatting with Mock from the Chicks on the Right program. Man, I mean, like, like if you're going to be crying and outraged about something, especially when you go on TV, I did not see a whole hell of a lot of mainstream media crying and outraged about when cities were burning and police precincts were being broken into and riots had, are allowed to happen day after day after day. I didn't see a whole lot. I mean, I saw a whole lot of politicians excusing the violence. I saw, I saw exactly. celebrities bailing out uh, rioters. Kamala Harris, for God's sake, was bailing out rioters. It's, yeah. I just, it is nowhere near the level that uh, the riots of 2020. That's, that, that's my only thing. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right about that. It doesn't even come close. And especially the gaslighting that took place on all of us at oh, that yeah. point. 
Do you remember Nancy Pelosi and all the rest of the Congress critters who were wearing the, the African <laughs> scarves oh, and like, yeah. bowing? It was so ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. I know. You can't the, – the fact that those two um, – the, those two events are seen so differently is is actually incredible. And now Joe Biden has basically kicked off his re-election campaign. He's finally peeped his head up from the basement. He's not taking as many vacation days. He's only taking five out of the seven days a week now. Um, but his big kickoff speech was all January 60 and protecting democracy and all that kind of stuff. Mock, is yeah. there an American that wakes up across this country in the morning that says, boy, there's a lot of things on my plate today, but I just can't stop thinking about January 6th a couple of years ago. <laughs> the answer to your question is yes, and his name is Jonathan Capehart. <laughs> <laughs> is that a message, though, that can resonate? Like, if this is what his reelection campaign is, and it's all that it is at this point because yeah. he can't run on the economy. He can't run on the border. He can't run on, you know, inflation, foreign policy. foreign policy. He can't do any of that. Is this all he's going to do between now and November? Well, it'll be this. And it's like Daisy mentioned this on our show this morning. It'll be this issue. It'll be January 6th and Trump's threat to democracy. It'll be abortion, which they will absolutely revisit and bring up as much as possible. And it'll be how um, anything that the that the conservatives want to do to protect election integrity is racist and it's voter suppression. So those, I think, are the main three you know, like platforms that Democrats in this White House are going to use to try to persuade people. It's which so is absurd. It's so ironic that you mentioned voter suppression. The only one getting suppressed in terms of voting and taken off ballots is Donald Trump. Exactly. That's exactly right. And that effort is, I mean, wow. I'm glad yeah. the Supreme Court is going to hear this finally, because this was, I was really worried that they were going to decline to hear this case, which would have been a disaster. This is absolutely something that they have to make a ruling on without question. Okay, so Mock, let's say that you are an advisor to Donald Trump or even Ron DeSantis or Nikki Haley, whoever is going to be the nominee. You've been tasked to be the advisor. What's your message? Because we know what Biden's going to do. It's going to be abortion, like you said. It's going to be January 6th, threat to democracy. As a Republican advisor, what would you tell your candidate? I think I would put the focus back on some positivity because people are so tired of how just how on fire the world is. So, to you know, to kind of echo like the whole morning in America, Ronald Reagan's um, message about what he would do to make things better. So, yes, there's a lot of negative stuff to harp on. But I think I would be telling any of the candidates to talk about the exact steps that they would be taking to improve things, not just talk about how bad everything is, because we all know it. But what specifically are they going to do to fix the problems? And I, to some degree, I think they've been doing that. I, you know, some of them have been doing that. But a lot of it is focused on how bad Joe Biden is. And it needs to be more about what the Republicans can do for America instead of just rehashing how bad everything currently is. To be positive, like you said, you want to put a positive message out there. Do you have to be negative first? Do you have to talk about how bad the economy is and then what you would do to fix it? Same thing with the border. I mean, I think you I think you can do that. I think you can 
say that there are negative things going on that you plan to fix without having to belabor the point. Like there, there doesn't need to be endless messaging about how you know many millions of illegals have crossed into our border. There just needs to be, listen, we know the border is a problem. Here's what we're going to do. Here's how we're going to make things better. And just focus on the solutions because everyone knows how bad it is. Everyone that is living in America right now, we see the news every day. We know how bad the border is. We see the prices at the grocery store. We yes. see the prices of everything. So it's we're living it. We don't need the reminder. We just need to know how it's going to get better. Show us the way. In, for Biden to do a victory lap on the economy, uh, well, inflation, it's coming down a little bit. Retail prices, oh you God. know, jobs report. Look at the jobs report. Average everyday or ordinary Americans do not care that inflation is coming down a few percentage points when they're still still spending $200 at the grocery store every week. Believe me, I know this firsthand. Exactly. And so does everybody who has to have groceries, yeah. which is everybody. So, I, again, I mean, I think everyone knows how bad it is and why it's so bad. And we need look no further than the Oval Office to understand why. So any of the Republican candidates just need to be talking about, like, I mean, they can say very easily, we know that we feel your pain at the grocery store. Here's how I am going to attack that problem and fix it once and for all. Where can people find your amazing articles and daily show at? They should be looking at all our socials, which they can find at chicksontheright.com slash links. And that will have links to everything, including our website and all the locations that we stream our podcast daily. Mock, you are the best. You are a rock star. We'll talk to you here in a few weeks. All right. Sounds good. Thank you. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.